Recorded live. You're listening to the hottest internet station.
orgasm so gazing, open and transparent. Then he explained the power and intensity of your contractions cannot be stronger than you because it is you in mental pleasure, in sapio lyrics, as they read like an intimate love letter. You can hear him in his mental articulation, the meeting with their emotional intimacy. Well, well, well. Welcome to another DSR Saturday featuring Pull Purpose Pins. I am your host, Mr. Boston, a.k.a. Jeffrey Sanders. And if you have a desire to speak to the host or the featured guest, the number is 1-724-444-7444. And don't forget to press that star 8. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have her back again. As I said a few months back, we were going to bring her back from time to time to see how she's progressing in the world of literary art. She is the one and only Erica Quinn. She said, Erica's state of mind is in a place saying I'm not ready yet. She is fire and always ready to give you some truth that reflects from personal experience before trying to change you or sell you some bullshit. You can get somewhere else. She says, it is it, and she's keeping it real. She writes. She looks at the soul of men, women, and translates what she discovers into literary works of art. The author who writes her myth just as well as we all do daily in our minds. But she tells a story about you from your lover's identity of you. She is an articulate speaker, motivator, and encourager. Her writing plays like your own personal soundtrack. Wherever you are in the moment in your life, inside your head, man or woman, just keep enjoying the lounge of her voice, her story, and her life. Miss Erica Quinn is a 48-year-old mother of two kings, Jeremiah Taylor and Matthias McGee, and a grandmother of two children, a princess, Phoenix Amaya Taylor, and Princess Mel Germain Taylor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the one and only Miss Erica Quinn. Miss Quinn. Hello, hello, hello. Well, how you doing, baby, baby, baby? I am good, Miss Boston. How are you? Oh, baby, you already know. I've been feeling good all week long knowing that you was going to come back to the show, girl. I've been waiting on this for so long just to hear your erotic poetry. You know, I'm just waiting because I got some feedback for you. I got a few guests in the building. 
and we got some music for you, and we got some more poetry and guests, and we finna do this damn thing for real. You ready? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Miss Erica Quinn. Before we get started, I want you to do a piece. Are you there? I'm Hello? Hello? Did we lose her? Hello? Hello? No, nah, she's still in the building. Hello, hello? Okay, there you go. All right. Before we get started, we want to hear a piece of poetry from you. All right. Let me see here. Give me just a second. I think I know which piece I want to read. Anything you choose, you know, remember, this is the erotic show. I like that opening poem that you uh, uh, read, my friend. Um, Man, because that's me. All right. I'm definitely going to play within the circumference of your frontal, middle, and back and side (laughs) cram. Nice. All right. Because, see, All I right. believe that I believe that uh, eroticism, uh-huh. like you, like in that poem, isn't always uh-huh. so much about sex, but it's about what you bring mentally. It's a mental right. game, and a lot of people don't understand that. Yes, so right. I'm going, to, I'm going to read this piece I wrote. It's called If. Okay. All right. Here we go. If I were bubbles, you could soak in me. And if I were a tree, my shade would cover thee. If I were the wind, my breeze could cool you down. And if I were a smile, I could cover up your frown. If I were an eagle, I'd lift you high with my wings. And if I were a diamond, around your finger I would be. If I were a song, I would resound from your lips. And if I were some chocolate, I would be your Hershey's kiss. If I were a baby, I'd give you love unconditionally. And if I were your woman, there'd be no one else but me. If I were a trumpet, your hand could cause me to make sound. And if I were a rope, forever to me you'd be bound. If I were a ghost in your home, I would dwell. And if I were water, you could drink from my well. If I were oil, I would rub you down from head to toe. And if I were a mind, my thoughts you surely know. If I were a teardrop down your face, I would roll. And if I were your companion, you'd be the keeper of my soul. If. And if. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, 
Oh, looky here. All right, now, you know what? And if you were the ghost in my house, I would capture you in the jar of my mind. And at the same time, squeezing your body tight. But before all I see as I daydream, I know I'll get tenfold tonight. Running my palms across your breast as you tremble and bite your lip. Filling your hands upon my chest. The softest of each fingertip, tasting your neck so sweet, so soft and slowly lowering my kiss, over pert nipples across your navel, and finally into your pure bliss, looking upon your face from below, as you tilt back your head, feeling your fountain begin to flow, as you ease back over the bed, your innocent little devil look, crying insatiably with the sensation. Lip to lip, lapping up every drip from the well of your creation. As she loves the way I pull her up by her hair to the heat of my mouth on fire. No other thoughts, no other cares. Just the quenching of mad desire, riding the tide of passion, pushing his love into her. Well, 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 Miss Erica Quinn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another DSR, Full Purpose Pins, and I'm glad that you showed, and you came, and now you're here, and now we're about to get it in. Y'all already Mm -hmm. know. So so what we're going to do, we're going to go to a music break to set the mood and the tone, and then we'll come back with DJ King, take us to a music break. I'll spread them 
Um, I'm so excited. And she pulls my book out, and it's the first time that I have seen the cover on the book, the book in print, and I just lost it. I can't. I I completely lost it. It was the most exhilarating feeling and moment um, because it took me six years to write my first book. Three years because I refused to write because I didn't think I had anything to say. I didn't think anybody would want to hear what I had to say, read what I had to say, understand what I had to say. Um, And so it took me three years to finally be like, all right, I'm going to stop fighting you, God, and I'm going to write this book. And then it took me another three years to actually complete the book just because a lot of people, I think, think authors, that's all we do is sit around and write all day. But a lot of us are single moms, family people. We got jobs. We got kids that we have to raise. We have deaths in our family just like everybody else. We have struggles. And so we have to write through all of that. So sometimes it takes a while to get what you're trying to say completed. So it took three, another three years, so a total of six years to get the first book completed. Okay. Okay, so you working on something else too, aren't you? Well, um, I got a couple things going on. I feel like I'm so busy. Um, I um, just finished or just had released um, my fifth book, um, which is Beauty in the Streets, A Twisted Sister's Tale, The Beginning, um, a book that is very dear to me um, It for a couple of reasons. One, it has stretched me. It's my first urban fiction piece. So it stretched me to go beyond my comfort zone. It caused me to have to do a lot of research um, on things that I might not otherwise have even looked into. Um, It is full of a lot of uh, graphic uh, sexual detail, um, um, violence, different things like that. It is actually... Um, based off of a testimony that was shared with me um, by another woman. And this story is the beginning of her journey. Um, And uh, sometimes to understand where a child comes from, you got to understand where mom and dad came from. So the beginning starts with the story of her mother because you can't fully understand what's going to happen to her until you understand what happened to her mom. And so she allowed me to use this and write this book, and I'm so thankful and grateful to her for allowing me to do that. Um, So I changed the name to Protect the Innocent, Um, but um, it's, it's, I can't even describe how proud I am of of this book. Um, in the process now of beginning to develop a script, a uh, screenplay script for the book, and hopefully one day see it on the big screen. Who knows? Okay. So it's often said that in order to write something, 
You must believe in what you are writing. Do you agree with that? I do. Um, I think there's a level of of personal passion that has to be involved in what you're writing um, in order for your reader to really feel the words that are coming off that page. Um, and so I think to some degree that that is true. You, you've got to believe and maybe not necessarily believe in, you know, you may write paranormal, but you may not believe in the paranormal, but you've got to believe enough in yourself that you can write this. And so in, when you believe in yourself like that, that's when you take the time and you do the research and you find out what really happens in that world and how, you know, you talk to people who, who, who maybe believe in the paranormal and what is that like? And so I think that that's where that comes in is do you believe in you enough to do the work to make your work believable? Okay. So one more question. How do you see writing as a hobby or a passion? My writing is a passion. Um, it's not a hobby. It's not a fly-by-night thing. Um, it's not just, you know, something I just do just to do. I'm very passionate, and I think that's important. I think your mindset when you write is important. Um, you know, some of my favorite authors didn't even make it big till they wrote their 13th, 14th book. So if you're not passionate about this thing, you're going to fall off real quick. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I write so much. Real I write quick. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So how realistic are your books, are your novels? Um, They're pretty realistic because, like I said, I write either out of my own experience or the experience that others have shared with me and allowed me to write about. So when you read my books, um, for example, my book, Just Talk to Me, um, a lot of my co-friends oh, yeah. who oh, know yeah, me, that's a good book. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of mm-hmm. my friends who, who read that book and know me, they go, ooh, I remember when she dealt with that. Ooh, I remember when that happened. I remember, so I write out of what I experience. So to me, they're very realistic. Yeah, sometimes that's what I do too. A lot of my my stuff is written on something that you know I saw, experienced, or happened to me. Okay, which are your novels best describe you as a person? Say that again. Which of your novels? best describe you as a person? Oh, that's a good question. I probably would have to say just talk to me um, because that directly came out of my own relational experiences. Okay. okay. Um, right. There are a few experiences from some other friends that are in my close circle, but um, that would probably have to be the book that probably says Erica. That okay. and and probably speak to the king in me too. Okay. 
Okay. Because th- those were all my quotes. Okay. All right. Can we get a piece of poetry from you? Let's see. Let me... Uh, let me see. Hold on just a sec. I got my book up, so I just wanted to be prepared. Let me let me go back into the poetry book. Give me just a second. Actually, you know what? Since we're talking about things that speak of me, let me do this. Where are you? All right. So speaking of the book, Speak to the King of Me, um, just to set the tone, because a lot of times when you are a female writer or such, people put you in this phase that that's all you write about is um, about women and women overcoming and women all this and that. So this piece is dedicated to the men, because I want you all to know that you are not forgotten about. All right, here we go. <clears throat> no, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy who can't get no luck from me. Hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. Well, Sister Queen, stop cultivating them into your very existence. You ever wonder why our men behave in the negative ways they do? Could it be the negative words we have spoken into them have rooted and taken life? What would happen if we stopped calling them no good punks, dogs of every kind, and begin to call them prince, royal, and king? It doesn't matter who the kings are around you. They're calling out to their queens to speak to the king in me. In each of us, the seed of a king is imparted just as the seed of us queens. Just as a seed is planted in earth, our womb is the earth that the seed germinates, separates, and matures, and upon release looks for us to cultivate. As the sun rays beam upon the seed and the water flows through the ground, saturating its very nature, causing it to grab hold and take root, so our words should settle like dewdrops on the mind, heart, and soul of the king within the man. But instead, the open hole in our faces uses its vocal lubrication to spew venomous poison like hot bubbling lava of an eruptive volcano, singeing, burning, scorching the very being that he is, allowing our words to flow from our lips like ashes and soot. With phrases like, damn, you are just like your sorry father. Damn, can you get off your ass and go make a dollar? Laying next to him in bed, telling your girls how you be faking it because you don't because he don't make you feel the fire. Maybe with all he has to deal with from the cruelties of what's outside, then having to come home to deal with your nagging behind, a brother's just tired. Shut up one damn minute and let me learn you here today. Let me show you how to speak to a king in a more uplifting way. Arise, my king. Spread your wings beyond the expanse before you. You possess power unmatched and essence untamed. The morning sun illuminates the very thread of your being. Arise, my king. Break forth your lion's roar that shakes the mountaintops. Today you are the master potter at the wheel. 
Mold your destiny into success. Excuse me. Mold your destiny into the success you want it to be with each thought you speak. Arise, my king. Stretch your mind like the vast waters covering the earth. Your words are the rushing winds that cultivate from the four corners of your soul. Let your words cascade over your life and plunge into the spirit like the Amazon waterfall. Arise, my king. Arise, mighty warrior, the one chosen for greatness with divine destiny surrounding him. You are unstoppable, unbeatable, and undefeated. Even in the face of adversity, you are blessed. Many will try to imitate, but none can duplicate. Jack of all trades, master of all you put your hands to. You are a force with whom to be reckoned, an unforgettable essence, untamable swagger, an unshakable confidence. A king you will always be. So arise, my king, and do what you do best, and that is simply doing you. Good evening, and God bless. I digress. It doesn't matter who the kings are around you. They are calling out to their queens to speak to the king and me. End of poem. Hey, wake the fuck up! Surprise, motherfucker. Wow. Brothers, did you hear that? Brothers, did you hear that you haven't been forgotten? Now all you have to do is show up, show up, put out, and do what you have to do because that woman was speaking to you. What are we going to do? We are going to go to a music break. We come back. We're going to bring in some callers. If y'all want to speak with the guest, Miss Erica Quinn, the number is 1724-444-7444. And press that star 8. DJ Kane, take us to the music break.
on Prime Day, so it's July 16th. It's an epic day. On and that break, that was Tina Marie out on a limb, ladies and gentlemen. That was Tina Marie. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to bring in our first caller. We're going to bring in South Carolina. South Carolina, you are in the building. Hey, hey, Mr. Boston, how you doing? Who that? Who that? This is Van Meadows, a.k.a. Poet. Hey, what's how you up, doing, brother? my brother? <laughs> what's going on? What's up with the master pen? Absolutely. How are you, my brother? Uh, I am good. You know, we got uh, we got Miss Erica Quinn in the building, and, you know, this is uh, erotic night or whatever you want to do. That's up to you. So do your thing, you know. Okay. So you, if you want to speak to the guests, go ahead. Erica, Erica Quinn, that is Mr. Van Meadows in the building. Hello, hello. Hello, Ms. Quinn. How are you tonight? I'm great, thank you. Good. Congratulations on your feature. I'm uh, pleased to meet your acquaintance. Uh, this is my first time hearing of you, so I'm looking forward to purchasing your books and uh, getting to know you through your work. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, since it is erotic night, I do have a erotic piece that I will spit for you all. Okay. This piece is uh, titled uh, Change Lust. Okay, do your thing. Usually I can't wait to break free, but chained next to you, I can be me, a real unchained animal. Fifty Shades is subliminal. The links in these chains, forget the whips. This tongue game is insane. Biting and nibbling, kissing and sucking, holding on tight as I go deeper. Body so smooth. Baby, are you a leaker? Because the wetness dripping off of you onto me unleashed a savage. The kind that grabs you so passionately, savage. The moment I even think about breaking free, your moan, oh, so sexy. I can't control any of my urges. I just want to bust as my blood pressure surges. Late night into the broad daylight, your body compressed against mine is oh so right. I want you more and more. I crave your juices as we grind on the floor. The chair breaking as we create ecstasy. We can't keep it classy. Raw and uncut sexual pleasure. Can you feel my heartbeat inside your treasure? Love making from chained lust. Restricted movement and encrypted trust. Only me for you and you for me. The delight in your touch, oh, I see. You like it gentle and rough. Be glad the chains have us bound. Tough, there is so much more to this. Pleasing what you miss, come closer, squeeze through the links. Your red bottoms in the corner, links. Your breasts reaching for my heartbeat. The same one you feel inside with each stroke. High heat, the sensuality of our movement distinctively defining our involvement. I don't care who interrupts us. This is why we have shamed lust, and that's that piece. Uh, that's nasty. <laughs> that was hot. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was hot. I think I, I think I need to turn on the air. 
<laughs> Mr. Van Meadows, you got something published, or are you publishing something? Um, I am actually a published author. I have uh, published my third book in December. Uh-huh. Um, all three poetry. Uh, they're available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or uh, Lulu dot com. But yes, I'm always working on something. I got something new coming up, but it's in the works right now. Okay, okay, okay. That's a good thing, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, you know. You know, hey, what can we say? Absolutely. Shout out to uh, DJ Kane Spade over there, hogging all the buffalo wings for himself, but it's all good. (laughs) Ooh, we hear that, Kane. Yeah, appreciate you, Mr. Meadows, for coming through here, man. Absolute pleasure's all mine. All right. Thank you for coming through, man. You know what Absolutely, I'm saying? Thank you Mr. for coming Barton. through, man. You know, I appreciate definitely, definitely. you, though. Hey, I appreciate you and your pen as well, my brother. Definitely. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. One love, one mic. All right. All right. All right. All right, Miss Erica Quinn. All right. Back to you. Okay, back to Miss Erica Quinn. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you received any awards for your literary work? Um, I was just uh, well, I just I don't know if I want to call it a a a an award, but my book "Speak to the King and Me" um, has been chosen to be um, one of the books, and I'm one of the authors, to be featured for the NAACP um, Author Pavilion during their 2018 conference in San Antonio, Texas, um, uh, what is it, July 14th through the 18th. So um, I am going to be heading to San Antonio where um, I will be um, featured on both Monday and Tuesday, um, okay. and be able to meet with people, talk about my books, uh, talk about my book, uh, speak to the king and me, um, sell my book, take photos with people. Um, so I'm excited about that because that's an honor to to me to be um, picked out of who knows how many um, authors to be a part of that. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, okay, super, super. All right, let me bring in another caller. East North Carolina. Greetings. Greetings, 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 Sophia. Oh, my goodness. My goodness, you sound like you're ready to go. I'm ready, I'm ready. I saw you advertising erotic poetry. I was like, yes. Greetings, Queen Erica. Greetings. I'm so impressed with you, my lady. You you really got a lot of stuff going on, and I'm shouting out to you. I love seeing black queens, you know, do their thing and inspire other queens to do the same thing. And Mr. Boston and DJ King giving us the opportunity, you know, to do this on the mic. I shout out to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate. So I have to write a party to you, you know? 
Well, go ahead. Do your thing. I'm giving you the damn mic. Okay. This is Sophia, the truth teller, you know, and so I always have to tell the truth. And so I was thinking about writing a writing poetry for the show. And so I got my pen and paper, and I started thinking. Mm, oh, oh, I hear you. I hear you. Wow. You know, why don't I write erotic poetry? And the first thing I thought, I would be acting out on myself all day, you know, writing, thinking about how I can, you know, get the next one, losting over my own words, making love to imaginary people, or maybe even some of you. Do you see where this could go? Then I thought, oh, I would be giving away the keys, telling everyone how they can be intimate with me. And then I said, oh, erotic poetry plus? And into intellectual stimulation is called mind fucking. Yes, a person has usually already mind fucked me before my time has ever come down. So, please don't say a word. I just want to fuck. Hey, six three, Lord have mercy, please help me. Please don't say a word. I just want to fuck. I don't want you to ruin the mood or possibly make me change my mind. Please don't say a word. I just want to fuck. You smell like sex, and that's the way I want to smell like too. Please don't say a word. I just want to fuck. And I know in my mind what it is that I already want to do. Please don't say a word. I just want to fuck. Because if you say the wrong thing, it's not for sure, just a possibility. We won't fuck. If you tell me your name and it reminds me of him, we won't fuck. If you say something silly and I think you have a little willy, mm, we won't fuck. If you say something mean or ask me for some green, guess what? We won't say. Please don't say a word. I just want to fuck. Oh, my. All I can say is if you don't understand what she means, you're dead. Yes. 
your insides already wet. Mm, the way mm, when mm. I beat dead and ready to fall face first to the floor, you put your sweet lips to my ear and whisper. More, 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 more. Wow, that was good. <laughs> yeah, you know how we do it over here. This is DSR 4% over here. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do over here. You know? But we stand thank you, you for coming through. This is your first time? No, you know me, Mr. Ah, that's what I want to hear, that little baby cry. You know me. <laughs> this is Sonia, go dead. You know Sophia. I know, I know who it is. I know, I definitely know. I like that sweet little voice you carry. And that... And the way you did that piece, oh, my God, you was, like, enjoying the moment, every moment. I thought you were playing with your fingers for a moment. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. All right. All right. We're going to set you back down on the couch. Stay tuned. You know, stay around. You know. All right. I'm here. All right. All right. right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Miss Sophia. Now, Miss Erica Quinn. Yes, sir. How long have you been writing erotic stories, and how did you first get involved into writing in this genre of of stories? Well, believe it or not, um, Beauty and the Streets is my first piece where I've actually dipped into the erotic. and so this is brand new um, and fresh to me. Um, and so by virtue of, uh, again, like I said before, the testimony um, of the young lady that shared with me um, what it transpired throughout her, out her life and over her life, um, took me into the erotic because there's some very, very uh, erotic moments that happened to her in her life and that are written in this story. So this is really, truly my first uh, uh, time uh, moving into that arena. Okay, 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 okay. Well, now we're going to bring in another call. We're going to bring in East North Carolina. East North Carolina, you in building? Yeah, we just had uh, East North in here. Okay. All right, we're going to bring in Florida. Let's bring in Florida. Lady of Love. Hey. What's hey. going on, girl? Oh, boy. Oh, everything. I'm just listening to this show. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, congratulations, uh, Erica, on your, your feature this evening. Um, I'm just inspired even more by listening to to your your testimony. I will tell you the part that really got next to me and gave me a lift when you said that you are passionate about your rights. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Blessed lutely. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's, That's how, that's how my, my word, 
grace my my canvas. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm in total agreement with you. You just, it was almost like a handshake, and I know you're miles away from me. It was like I, I stretched across the divide, and I was able to, to shake your hand in agreement with that. I, I mean, I'm wholehearted. If you're not, not with anything, if you're not passionate about it, what are you, what are you doing it for? Well, some people do it because it's the it, they 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 recognize not recognize it, but they they perceive it to be the thing of the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's time to 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 cut your all your hair off. Okay, it's time now to wear many skirts and stuff and whatnot. But I learned from I learned from a a, a giant of a gentleman to to remain tailored. So that means there has to be a passion about your being in that particular way, not, you know, you, you're you a seasonal changer. You're here, you're there, you're everywhere. And that's what most folks do. They they write. And you see the the uh, the poetry lamp or the writing lamp fizzle out. It goes and it's gone because they had no passion about what they um, they proclaimed to be a Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> and I'm... Definitely keeping you lifted up with your your book, um, Speak to the King and Me. I like that title. That's, okay. yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We need to continue to speak to our men in that fashion. Speak to the king and him, you know. Uh, he already knows what his faults are. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to browbeat him about that. He already knows that. Right. right? We need to lift him up in his kingship, uh, you know, and uh, helping him to to be the better of who he is. Help him recognize it, you know, recognize that I recognize or you recognize that he is a king. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, indeed, indeed. What you got for us, Miss Lois? Well, you're, you're just brought that thing out when she when she said, "Speak to the king, man. I got to talk to this king. You know, I got to say something to him." And see, he, he, he's my he's my Solomon. You, know, you see, and this is how this went. I heard your voice bring my transparent soul to to you, seated on your throne. She sat in submission to his truth. It may seem impossible to those who dwell not in the spirit. Heard your confident laughter reminding of your fierce statement that requested agreement from me. I obliged, for the science of exchange allows you to capture the audience of my mind, be it in the physical or telepathy. After a few lines of Encounter stacked shelves form as we shared truth and understanding, forming another level. I spoke a volume without hesitation, desiring you speak to my heart. I liquidated control for your complex rules of exposing information, which logical repetition brought about sufficient surety, building our foundation of convince. It gets so deep sometimes, I must kiss you, resuscitating she, to digest your elaborate literature. Each day, you spread a banquet table for my mental consumption. So waiting for that long debate, and when it's done, oh, we, only a man that 
can stimulate her mind, holding her in ecstatic captivity, can desert with her in those succulent and lavish ways. So this is what I want to do. Let me sweep over your statue like balmy breezes on the beach. Allow my hair to cover your bareness as we rock ourselves into atmospheric pressure changes, changing your dry climate to wet. Let me refresh you with an offering of raisins from Kadah. Let his energy replenish like lightning streaking the midnight sky. Only he who has dwelled in the energy of creation a second time is worthy. Let her move the elderberry bush from your path, a limb at a time, as you cradle me in your love. I linger on the tear in your eye, desiring to change it to clear-flowing joy. Hold me, my darling. I will forever hold you. Whisper into my soul, products of distant shores as your wife unfolds the meaning that ends that piece. Oh. <laughs> you know what, Miss Lois? <clears throat> you always trying to speak to them kings. You know what I'm saying? You mess around and get trapped on the chessboard by a rook. <laughs> but you know what? When when desire sets in and my fingers slowly creep down finding the apex of your thigh, eyes tightly closed, her mind taken away to that special place where he is here in all the secret places. His lips, his tongue, his body, just his hands for now. As I exploit them, so in this moment, it is his fingers playing and teasing, excitement escaping and flowing, pleasure that aching split in between the seams. He owns. As he penetrates, he penetrates her body from behind as she rushes in every delicate ridge and vein, embracing the sweet, tender curve, finding and stroking every tender spot in his sweet, warm have heaven as he claims it, varying himself as she meets him in synchronized motion. And that's Mr. Boston, DSR, all damn day.
So. Absolutely, absolutely. That's you know, I'm I'm trying to not go back to school. I got to take them courses, uh, you know, in order to get my enhancement. But that's okay. You know, they're, they're going to be quick. It's not a long, drawn-out thing, and, the, and most of it is essays. So I, I can write. I'm a writer, thank God. And mm-hmm. I'll just zoom through that stuff. I got three years to do it. So okay. it's time for All right. It's time All for right. that. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But All right, Miss Lewis, we're going to set you back down on the couch. May I bid adieu to um, my, my queen sister, Erica Quinn? May I say you know what, I have my parting statement to her. Is that okay? Okay, go ahead. Erica, I'm yes. queen, queen to queen. First of all, crown to, to you, my dear. And it may, um, your project that's coming up with the NAACP, I am so proud of you, absolutely. Something came up for me. I just haven't spoken about it yet. And I, I'm like blown out the water because they, they called me and... Just, I, I can't get my head around it because I'm halfway not believing it, but I think I'm going to believe it because you you have an entry to something that um, most don't get a chance to, to do, and it came to you, and maybe this is God's way of telling me to not fear what, what came to me and to... Mm-hmm. And to, and to to act on it, I, I'm I'm gonna just kind of a little piece. They wanted to give me a 15 minute, a 15 minute uh, 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 um, uh, interview on a Christian station, and oh. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? They've been calling me for months, and I wouldn't answer the call because I don't know the number, you know. And I just happened to answer, and I'm like, what? I, I, this has got to be some joke. I'm gonna, I'm going to, 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 to investigate it further. But tonight, you spoke about that um, that you, you have a, a two day, um, uh, how should I say, uh, an interview, a two day, um, a two day display of your work, mm-hmm. and that is not, that is nothing light to, uh, to be uh, taken lightly. And I so appreciate you. I'm so blessed to know you. And may you continue forward in, in positive motion uh, with all of your work. Everything that you put your pen to, may it be a blessing to yourself and to someone else. Thank you so, so much. And I'll just say to you, go for it. Ah. Thank you, Queen. Thank You're you. welcome, Queen. That was Miss Lady Love. From the poetry and concert. All right. All right. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to go to a music break, and when we come back, we're going to bring in North Florida. We're going to have a couple of more questions. We're going to do a speed round. We're going to come back and have some more poetry and some more questions. So, DJ Kane, take us to the music break. Amen. 
And it will get Hey, now we are back, 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 back. All right, now, listen up, y'all. North Kentucky is in the building. And so we're going to bring her in first, North Kentucky. North Kentucky. Hello. Hello. How are you? Who is that? I know who's that. This is Say That. I know my girlfriend is in the building. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, baby girl? I'm good. How you doing? You know what? Let me tell you something. I'm always feeling good when you come into this building, you know. So with that being said, you know I got to hear some good from you. But before that, we got Miss Miss Arika, is she where's she at? Uh, I'm right you know. here. <laughs> okay, so this this is what's gonna happen. I want to give my turn to her. This child is bad. I I called in late so I missed some stuff. So I need her to spit something for me. That's gonna be my piece. <laughs> She All bad. Right, she bad. She bad. <laughs> well, this this is if if it's okay with Mr. Boston. Um, we talked we've talked a lot about the beauty in the streets and how that being my first piece of erotica and different things like that. So if it's okay, was it all right? Can I read a little something from that for you? Most definitely, most definitely. All right. All right. So um Again, like I said before, I write out of other people's experiences as well as my own, and this story was shared to me from someone else. So keeping that, keeping that in mind, here we go. Walking through the house, Kino steps at, stops at Sienna's door, hearing the moaning coming from her room. He reaches for the doorknob and gently cracks the door to peek in. As his eyes focus, he sees her playing with herself seeing a moans throughout the room, thinking about how she saw Laquita being banged in the hallway by that guy. Kino stops watching, stroking himself, his dick swelling in his hands, robbing and aching. Kino was also pissed because he wanted her first. Damn, Laquita, I told her to do her, but damn. Watching as Sienna's hips begin to gyrate up and down as she grabs the pillow behind her while gently pushing her fingers into her now-soaked pussy. Not being able to take it anymore, Kino enters the room, dick in hand. He must taste her. He needs to feel her. He desires to feel her. He finds his hands rubbing her thighs, watching as Sienna continues to play with herself. Sienna jumps and sits up. Kino, she questions, what are you doing? Sitting next to her on the edge of the bed, Sienna, I didn't mean to startle you, but uh, you got me so hard right now. Gently taking her hand and placing it between his legs on his swollen manhood. See what I mean? Sienna jerks her hand back and looks at him with a perplexed expression. I don't understand what you want, Kino. You're like my uncle. Sienna, Kino said as he moves in close, 
feeling the heavy breathing of Sienna on his face. Can I have you, he whispers. I won't hurt you. Then lowering his head between her legs, at first Sienna grips her legs closed, but the more Kino caresses her breast and kisses her thighs, she relinquished to him. He then began to taste the sweet nectar of Sienna for the next ten minutes. He raised himself on top of her and whispers, You ready for daddy, little girl? It's time to make you a woman. Raising his hip and his hips and using the strength of his legs to open Sienna wide, Kino lowered himself inside her. Sienna's body shuddered from the initial pain as soft tears rolled down her face. The look on her face tells him it hurts, but she wants it. Kino whispers in her ear, it's okay, baby girl, I got you. Sienna relaxes, allowing Kino to fully enter her. The warmth that surrounds him sent him into an unexpected euphoria. Wetter and wetter Sienna got with each thrust of Kino's hips. A tingling sensation moved from his toes up his back as he felt Sienna tighten around his completely swollen manhood. Sienna began to scream in ecstasy as her back arched towards each pounding thrust of Kino. The warmth inside her increased. She she tightened, grabbing his ass to go deeper. Heavy breathing ensues as Sienna released everything within her, and just as she climaxes, Kino released his nut inside her. Both of them fiercely tremble until Kino slowly collapses on top of her. Wet juices and blood drip down Sienna's leg, a clear indication that the cherry had been popped. Most people would say that she's now a woman. For Kino, it was that she was prime and ready to be open for business. Ten minutes later, Kino rose, kissing my mother on her head, covering her up as she slipped as he slipped out of the bed. He walked over to the door, smiled, and mumbled to himself, game time, as he exits Sienna's room. End of story. I'm just gonna read this. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <clears throat> we left the earthly, shedding the physical with kisses and sensual wishes. His body on my plate made the best four course dish. Sensual cosmic trances left him pantsless, but he didn't pant less. His heart rate was motivation for me to be innovative, to show my initiative. He moaned at what the quill of my lips did as I spoke in sign language upon his visage. Then he split me down the middle and his lips learned the answer to my riddle. 
And if these walls could talk, they'd describe the sweet taste of his spittle. He fulfilled my fantasies of what it would be like to make love on the sea as rivers flowed from me. His teasing pleased me, and I became his favorite delicacy. Damn, the things he did to me. His hardness burst open a world of delight, and in the dawn's early light I see my feet are still stained with residue from the sunset as I lay on his chest, completely blessed for my sex best. That's our piece. That say that in the building. Say that. You know what? Say that. Say that. Yeah. You know what? Let me tell you something. I'm 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 gonna catch the wind from your mind right now. She said he penetrates my skin as he takes me. The beautiful feel of his hot breath against my back. Teeth sinking deeply into my flesh, taking his pleasure and rejoicing at mine conducively. Spread nibbles down my back, riveting and rallying our moments on, and those sweet trails made by his tongue. Kisses perfectly taste. Beads of sweat dripping down her hips and lower back. She said in her side, it penetrates my mind as we go the tender words whispered, though so inviting and warm to the back of my neck. And each obscenity yelled between the throaty bellows of his testament as he knows every docile and rough hand claiming touch. My body deep, igniting each and every fiber ranging from head to toe. He penetrates my soul like no other. Hands that know my body like frail studies, tried and tested as it goes. Searching and striving and invigorating my senses until I'm flushed and flowing in satisfaction. My entire being is truest and finest treasure. He loves to overload my senses. He knows it feeds my soul, completing me. I love it when he penetrates all of me, especially from from behind, as he madly thrusts himself forward with with her hair, tightly bound, giving her all of himself. And that's that. Oh, my. Well, well. All damn day. <laughs> all damn day. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Say that. You know what? I appreciate you very much. I appreciate your writing. 
I appreciate you came through, and I hope you stay, because after this question round and this piece of poetry, this girl is going to sit. We're going to have a speed round. Okay. Okay. Oh, so she's spitting another piece? Yeah, she's about to spit another yes. piece right now. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right, Miss Erica Clear, that mic is yours. All right. Let me go get, uh... go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Let me see. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> make me make 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 me do a comeback. <laughs> All right. Here's what I'm gonna do. This this one's for you, Mr. Boston, because this is the part that I read um a couple weeks ago. And you was like, uh, yeah, you got to come back on the show. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to redo this just for you. Okay. For just a second. I am almost there. Here we go. I'm just going to add a little bit more to it this time than okay. I did the first time. Okay. Do your thing. I'm waiting. All right, here we go. This again comes from the book. Bryson sits in the chair across from Sienna. Okay, love, if you would be so kind, can you stand and slowly undress for me? Sienna obliges his command. Now kneel on the ground and make sure your back is straight in a full upright position. What followed suit, however, tested Sienna's limits. Bryson spake again. Levels of desire and lust are always being monitored. As we depart, a leather mask with a spider gag will automatically appear in front of you. To enable the optimal flow of cock, please pull the mask towards you. Place it firmly over your nose and insert it into your mouth. Secure the leather band behind your head and breathe normally. The mask will be kept on until I remove it. Now, if you will, please assume the bracing position. Lean forward with your hands on the floor and your elbows against your thighs. Ensure your feet are flat on the floor. Tiana hesitated, but then heard the voice of Kino in her head. If you fuck this up, I will fuck you up. Fighting back the tears in her eyes, she proceeded to follow Bryson's command. I will ensure to keep your bonds fastened throughout the flight as we may experience turbulence. Are you okay, asked Bryson. Sienna nodded. You remember the safety word. Again, Sienna just nodded. Next, rest your hands in position so that I can fasten your handcuffs and secure you to the ground, both on your wrist and your ankle. He then opened a small bag and pulled out a blindfold and put it over Sienna's head. He then positioned straps around her waist and adjusted her position as needed. Metal cuffs screwed onto the floor were closed around her ankles and wrists. Bryson began to caress Sienna, stretched back, and lightly smacked her ass. Sienna was now in the perfect doggy-style position. The blindfold was pulled over her eyes with quick and, and the realization that the upcoming flight would be quite a journey dawned on her. This is a non-speaking experience. Sienna, I must instruct you that speaking is prohibited during this entire experience, including in the case of pain, whimpering, Whining and crying is equally prohibited and punishable. Bryson moved to stand in front of Sienna, 
butt ass naked, the six woman manhood in front of her standing at attention. Suck my dick, little mama, he commanded. Cena leaned forward, allowing his dick to enter her mouth. She began to suck. Bryson began to moan with the pleasure of feeling her lips wrapped around him. The more my mother sucked, the more he pumped in and out of her mouth to the point that my mother began to gag. Literally, he was face-fucking her. After about 10 minutes of sucking his dick, he finally pulled out of, out of Sienna's mouth, walking behind her. Mmm, look at your pretty pussy and fat ass. Sienna moaned as she felt his fingers rub her clit. A few seconds later, Sienna felt a finger probe, probe her. Bryson began to slowly move his finger in and out. Sienna moaned in pleasure and began to increase it. As he began to increase his speed, she felt her orgasm begin to rise. Ask for permission, he said. Continue to figure, Sienna. May I please come, she squealed. You may, he replied, and began to finger her faster. Just seconds later, Sienna's orgasm hit as she felt her body begin to shake and quiver. As her orgasm died down, Bryson removed his finger and slapped Sienna's ass with his throbbing dick. What do you say, he asked, pulling her hair. Thank you, she replied. Good girl. End of story. Yes, sir. Address me with your eyes. <laughs> what do you see? Can you imagine me on you? That's that fun. Kiss me with your soft lips touching your face. Let me rub you in the right place. Oh, yeah, right there. Let me grab your hips, carry you to my bed. I'm going to be on top. Got a lot on my head. Like what I want you to do. And what I want you to experiment, tell me down. Because tonight, I'm coming into town. Kiss you passively, touch you everywhere. Rub you in the right place and go, yeah, right there. I don't call this having sex. I don't call this love. I call this a fantasy. I dream dog. And there we go. All righty then. <laughs> ah, yes, indeed. We try to do what we do very well over here, you know. So what we're going to do here, we got another caller on the line. We got Nesha in the building. Nesha, you in the building? Yeah. Call me when I was not even ready. I've got a, a, a summer cold going on. Haven't even chosen my team. I didn't even I didn't even raise my hand. You know, I'm just I just got here. <laughs> you came at the right time. Yeah, well, I got this summer cold going on. I was trying to just listen for a little while first, but uh, if you okay. got me on the mic, I'll I'll, I'll do something. Um, okay. Hold on, I have to select it. Hold on a second. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. Okay, I, I, I selected it. Uh, it's a newer piece. It's called The Horny Man. Okay. Do your thing. I 
can't say you you make me feel something I've never felt before, but what I can say, you opened up my body like it were the door to a world I've never known before. If we were lovers, I'd insist on exclusivity. Don't want to think of you as a whore unless it's you were unless it were our role play games with you in one of those red wigs and share cat suit tightly covers the contours of torso and legs, and me in pimped out attire and outlining my third leg. But that's just one scenario. I said them all, we'd have to go. We'd have to just go. Screw bang ball fuck. If that's what you want, honey, you're in luck. For you I'm willing and able to get it up. But the proverbial roll in the hay and in the bag shag afternoon evening lay where I can show you how much energy I can expend in a day to collapse and wake up to go again, never satisfied until you've enveloped my skin and we are enjoying the enjoyment of sin. Sex, the game where usually the woman wins because beneath bountiful, boundless beauty, beastly. We can call her the secret fuck freak, which you find that vitamin D does wonders for the body and soul. Just as man knows that heaven is within the skin between the feminine legs, where temptation always beckons him to go. If pussy could be bottled and sold, it still wouldn't diminish the value of a pussy. It would literally sell out every day. Someone would become an octillionaire, not quite Googleplex, but getting there. And the the choicest ones, the bussy, curvy nymphettes, always fawning over the satyr. Satyr maniac, I become big dick status. The ladies say, oh, he's looking for the right one to ask her to always stay. But till that day, I will stay the horny man. Setting seductive scenarios, simply saying something someone once felt before. Now the been expressed again. And that's that too. They shy. came in here and did his little thing with his little summer cold. But I have to give it to you because you're always in here supporting. And I love it when you do that, man. I appreciate you coming through supporting the DSR platform. Man, so proud of you. Thank you, brother. All right. All right. We're going to sit Nation back on the couch. We're going to go to a music break. We're going to come back. We're going to have a speed round. And then we're going to have Miss Erica Win back on the mic. All right. DJ King, take us to the speed round. I mean, take us to the music break.
do is we get ready to kick it off. Are y'all ready? All right. Erica Quinn, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. The mic is yours. It's not a sexual thing. It's a longing to be cared for, to have a man to take the time to open up my car door, to pull out my chair, to pour my glass of wine, to take a break from the homie and with me spend his time. It's not a sexual thing. It's a longing to be loved, to be treated kind and gentle, not like a doormat rug. To have someone love me for who I am, not for what I've got. To have somebody love me, not with their body, but their heart. It's not a sexual thing. It's a longing to share my life, to be a friend to a man, to someday be a wife. To be that shoulder to lean on, to make his wrongs be right. It's not a sexual thing. It's about friendship first. To know that I'm here for, there for him, to know he's there for me. It ain't a sexual thing you see, for if it were, that's all we see. It ain't about sex in the piece. All right. What do you got? They shot at the bill. Shot? Baby, baby, love, I want your lips. Would we be awkward in our first kiss? Or would we mesh together to form a family? Would we mesh together for all eternity? I don't know. I don't know. Just want your kisses all I know. I don't know. I don't know. I just want your kisses all I know. Butterfly bellies, feeling light and airy inside, racing thoughts in mind, no time for foolish pride, because she's by my side, and I'm by her side, she's feeling me, and I'm feeling she, anticipation of she and me forming we, formation of us, forming bonds of trust, seeking loving bonds, not lust. Interaction sublime of conversing words intertwined. After Netflix and wine, we've had such a good time. But now has come the time to part, the joining of love's first spark. An evening memorable did I remiss, the tales of tonight sealed with our first kiss. As kisses go, this kiss, if well known, could be measured only by the passion felt from great loves of fiction's past. Like Roxanne and Serenade de Bergerac, or Romeo and Juliet. Oh, the kiss. The kiss was bliss. Makes me want to sing Prince. You don't have to be rich to be my girl. You don't have to be cool to rule my world. Ain't no particular sign I'm more compatible with. I just want your extra time. And your kiss, oh, the kiss, the kiss was bliss. And though I'm not one to normally kiss and tell, but she, she kisses so damn well. Beyond fictional fantasies, she's the real deal, and she kissed me. The sparks of light and love shimmered in our eyes. 
lips met lips with a hint of tongue. Pastor's heat grows, but we are strong. Strong enough to let simming, the simmering of love grow. Strong enough to wait till the next time to feel the ebb and the flow. Strong enough to wait again for that next time when hearts and arms and lips intertwine to bring back the memory of or moments of memory for the prelude and interlude of love's first kiss. Baby, baby, love, I want your lips. Would we be awkward in our first kiss? Or would we mesh together to form a family? Would we mesh together for all eternity? I don't know. I don't know. I just want your kisses all I know. I don't know. I don't know. I just want your kisses all I know. Next artist. East North Carolina. I'm a nympho of practicing celibacy. See, I'm too old for the a silly shit. One day you want to date, and the next you're talking a silly shit. We only dated for a month. Ain't that some a silly shit? Now you calling, expecting what? I mean not to say some silly shit. I missed your phone call, and you sent me, like, a two-page text about some silly shit. I'm trying to be sympathetic, but what the heck is next? Some silly shit? See, I view sex like an amusement park. There's so many rides you can choose from. So whatever ride you choose, it's up to you how long you stay on, how long you stay in, how fast you go, how many rides you ride, how much time you have, how sick you may get, how dangerous it may be, how much false security. Is this an amusement park? Uh, No, this is erotic of poetry. And peace. Florida. You got me feeling emotions that I would rather had not appeared in the sanctuary of my feelings, staring me in the face, unraveling my peace, sabotaging my thoughts, turning them into episodes of verbal explosions. My pride suffered a 12-round punishment occurring over a period of time. The sadness is you claim to know and love me. You dropped that crashing vase and moved about as if nothing transpired. In moments of days past, you walked the edge of my emotions. You watched, walked the edge of my emotional boil, careful so to, be, to not become engaged with the swell of her middle. I believed in the apparent presence of this, your natural then uh, revealed, demonstrated, your lack of concern for her thoughts and value, and least of all, her feelings. I refrained from exposing these mounting tabulations, keeping them to myself after trying to uh, allow common sense maintenance to this monster manipulator. For I believed reviewing my feelings with you would have proved the birth of unprofitable solutions. 
I chose to keep the final examination until today. Another opportunity may never present itself. In fact, I have given up on wasting my valuable time on the larkship of you. You were busy crowning yourself. You never heard my heart fall to the floor. I'm swift in movement and retrieved her without faltering, securing her for a keeper that will luxury me with his pure love. More hurt than my emotions was my pride that I let an individual individual with less than capable ability to love and protect the heart of a queen enjoy the worship and adoration my queenship freely gave to, to waste. It was my joy to express to your soul my entire courtship with you, all of my heart and soul's environment and your selfish greediness so sopped it up, knowing you cared nothing for the giver, only the gift soul. I am moreover in shock to make this discovery with feelings I must protect from you. For a second, I believed I would live this crazy shit until I was dearly appreciated without there being any exchange of giftings. Just pure appreciation for the woman representation that that views as a bright light to others that your selfish blindness saw and you organized against it because the blatant faults you hide in the rear of your shoe appearing as room absorbers to help fill the shoes you desire to have for your own. All of this she absorbed in her emotional hanky and hid it in her love. This was the demonstration of your value. She she saw not your ability of any quality, purely you, your mood my, that touched me so sweetly, yet it was the conquest of a different part of your broken ego you needed for binding tape. I was holding you together and not a soul, not a soul knew it, <clears throat> how damaged you really were. You fish like hackers on the Internet without understanding your own convoluted human lyrics. She cried to partner with the district of your amazement that you never touched for yourself nor experienced them in full. My emotions cry for you. I remember the first era of thought. Indeed, I called this correctly, and it was so. Another flaw in you. What could be amazing character but is clouded by rude, crude ways of annoyance you continue to feed me? The weak excuses are your offense of fear. The expressions are the paint of weakness. You have boxed yourself into a corner with shame of your vision, visionless self. Is that you is is that you believe you have a vision and you do, but it is shade with thick strokes of you believing your own bullshit. I see you and continue to love you. But this is how truth shakes a sickness evoked by a mental demon to round on this mind destroyer, blowing up each planted station of illusion with truth that sits well in the stomach of my heart and erecting mental century to bar your type of entry ever into my emotional kingdom. You gave me a lesson. End of peace. Okay. Your mic. Okay, your mic. 
Come away, my love. Let's make the sky fall. We'll watch our shadows dancing on the wall by moonlight, dancing in the dark while morning waits to call. And until the sun kisses leaves upon treetops, we'll watch the earth begin to breathe, revealing dewdrops, and listen to the birds sing sitting on rooftops. And let's leave the windows open to feel the breeze because it makes the mood hot. And let all of our senses be pleased as we let our indigo drops, feeling you, feeling me. My fingertips sang to he. And so I uncovered his feet and lay before him. He awakened body, mind, soul. He was vulnerable, curious, wanting, hungry, and willing. So I took him. I kissed him deeply from the depth of my desire, and he left the physical with me. My indigo ignited his soul with euphoria. His will escaped with every exhale. Ah, delicious. Shedding the frailty of the earthly, he became, and I've become. And we are intentionally, consensually eternal. We will never be the same, my love. We are one. Twin flames under one name, passion. The blending, bending, swaying, tasting of eternal love making. Come away, my love. That's a peace. Yo. I need you to open your door. That's right. We all in the gutters. I want to claim your mind. Dudes, don't get mad as you snatch your lady, your girl, your wife to the side as I recite this key to the lock, her lock that was meant for me, her legs, covered in sweat for me to slide in to increase the tension. You grab my arm as we get intense. I ask, do you need a, an omission? Just to see you crack your smile and excuse for me to taste your lips next. Let me get at those nips. Your nipples nice and hard as I start to lightly twist and I thrust even harder, provoking you to bite your lip. Flip you over, got you feeling like you caught in a sexual matrix. I kick the sheets to the side, have you on all fours, giving the name doggy style a new meaning, your skin against mine, the best sensation I could ever feel as I become a bedroom musician, as I don't pump up the volume, I'm pumping you. As we sweat all night, rolling around like animals being unleashed for the first time. 
when dawn comes. I'm not leaving as I know where I belong. And that's always on DSR all damn day. Melissa with the gap in blouse. What's closer to me now? The crisp white cotton of her blouse disappeared into the waistband of her skirt. A tight gray skirt as she walked closer. I could hear the rustling of her clothes, her blouse, her skirt, her stocking. I hope they were stocking. Melissa with the gaping brow sticked her eyes in my direction, holding my gaze for only a moment. A knowing glance at good as a promise, then walked past. I turned to see her walking slowly away, her stilettos clicking, her hips swinging to and fro and her booty forming and reforming with every step. Melissa with the gaping blouse beat out a sexual rhythm, a sensual rhythm, a primeval rhythm, making my pulse race and my loins ache, and I followed her matching her rhythm. My temple throbbed as blood rushed everywhere in a perfect rhythm, engorging me as she reached her door. She turned to me smiling, and I poked her hand. Gratefully, I took it. Then she led me to paradise with tales of topographic notions, strong hands explored, a pure silk landscapes, and gentle topography. Tracing her features beneath my fingers, mapping her contours, her sensual curvature, the undulating terrain, soft mounds contrasted by prominent peaks. Then across the flatness of a tremendous plain, through Forest course undergrowth to the hot, moist valley beyond. Strong hands explore as my fingers probe the pure silk landscapes reformed beneath my touch. And that's Mr. Foster from DSR, and that was the speed ride. All right. You say, Kane, take us to a music break, and then we come right back, get back with Miss Erica Quinn, and see who else we have in the building. All right. Take us to that music break. Hey, give me a moment. All right. You still in the building, Miss Quinn? No, oh, I got it. I got it. All right. I'm I'm here.
I would probably have to say yes, in a sense, um, because when you're writing poetry, it's it's usually like one fluid thought that you have at that moment. You know what I'm saying? And um, you write that, and you kind of can put the pen down and breathe. But when you're writing a book, I am constantly in my mind um, seeing what the character is going to do next. What's the next word they're going to say? Wake up in the middle of the night and have to write stuff down because I literally dream about my characters and what they're doing. Um, it consumes you when you're writing um, a series because you are actually living in that moment until you put the period on the last sentence of the last page of that book. And then if you're writing a series where it's more than one book in a series, it doesn't die until or it doesn't end until you're done with that complete series. So your mind is always going. You're always thinking, okay, I got to write this amount of words tonight. I got to get this done tonight. I got to develop this character. So I think that when you're writing a book, it does take a lot um, more of you than it does writing poetry. Not to say that poetry is not, uh, cannot be equally as exhausting or difficult because I know um, as, as poets, even for me, I'm, I'm new when it comes to the poetry writing. So I struggle with, does this make sense? Is it flowing? So I know that there's different things on different sides. I just think that when you're writing a book, you are like living that thing until it is done. It does not go away. Your characters wake you up in the middle of the night. You find yourself having conversations with your characters like, why did you do that? No, you should have did this over here. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. The mind of an author, if you could sit in front of an author and literally, like, there should be a reality show about authors and watch the stuff that we go through when we're writing books, it's crazy. Okay, very good. Now, if you would get a chance to change something about your writing, what would it be? Um, to be able to uh, be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To be more, um, I guess, to be quicker. Um, is the best way I can, you know, sometimes I sit and I, I'm like, okay, I'm only on, and I know I'm, I'm just, you know, book number five and that is an accomplishment. And so I don't take anything away from that. But when I see people dropping three, four or five, but like my publisher is a beast, like she drops like one book, bam, 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 bam. And I'm just like, she can write like three and four books at the same time. I don't have that ability. I would love to have that ability. To me, that's her awful superpower. <laughs> and I wish I had it where I could write three or four books at the same time. Um, so that would probably be the thing for me, would if I could change something, that ability 
to be able to do three or four books at the same time and and get and constantly turn the work over and over and over and it be quality work because everything she writes and I'm not saying that because she's my publisher I read her stuff before I be signed underneath her and everything she writes is fire all right we got another caller in the building let's bring in South Carolina South Carolina you're on the DSR open mic erotic show with Miss Erica Quinn Hey, hey, Mr. Boss, and this is Van Meadows back again. All right, all right, all right. You got any last words to say, my brother? Man, I'm just enjoying the show, you know. Once again, congratulations on the feature. And I can't wait to get my hands on some of these hot commodities, you know. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You guys just don't know what it means, especially being a new author, when people um have a desire to want to learn more about you through your writing. That that's such a high compliment and I receive that compliment graciously. Thank you, King. No, absolutely. It's my pleasure. All right. I appreciate you there, Mr. Van Metal. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Always my pleasure. All right. Mr. Quinn. Yes, sir. You need to do a closing Peace, but first, before you get to do that, I got a question for you. Okay. What about your future plans? My future plans. Well, um, one, I am, of course, continuing to write. I am completing part two to Beauty in the Street. I also uh, started a spinoff of two of the characters in the Beauty in the Street series. And that book is entitled A Sex Goddess and a Queen, His Ultimate Dream. And um, I'm going to dibble and dabble in the uh, psychological thriller arena with a book that's going to be entitled Blood Sisters. And I am, uh, as I said, working on developing a screenplay script for Beauty and the Streets and um, hoping to turn it into a uh, web feature and then maybe someday we'll all be sitting at the big screen watching it. All right. All right now. All right now. So listen to the audience where they can find your they can find all of my books are on Amazon. You can download them um, by one click or through uh, free through um, Kindle Unlimited. And just talk to me, um, Beauty in the Street, Speak to the King of Me, and Love Evolves, which is my poetry book. Those are all also available in print. So that's where you can find them. You can also find them on Goodreads. I know there's some people who prefer to go to Goodreads and um, get books. And I would just say to the listening audience, um, thank you in advance for your support. Um, that's great love to me. And if you read something, please leave a review. Your reviews help. 
um, they help me become a better writer. So um, know that I look forward to knowing what you think about what I've written. Um, you right. can also you can also follow me at um, on my uh, fan page, which is A R I Q U I Books um, on Facebook, um, A R I Q U I Books Club on Facebook is where um, you can link up with me. It's where I post everything about what's going on with my writing um, and my books. So, um, and you can just always inbox me too. I don't mind. I will message people back if you've got any questions, comments, or concerns. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, now it's time for you to do that piece. That famous piece. The mic is yours. All right. This piece is called Forbidden Fruit. Uncertainty and questions that baffle the mind can't explain why I think of you all the time. Our love, it really can never be, but I try to figure out these feelings between you and me. Your heart belongs to another, this is true. But every time I see you, more and more I want to share my world with you. No one can ever know the way your presence makes me feel, but deep down inside what I feel is so real. I can't escape the visions of you running through my mind. I want to give you all of me and to you give all my time. But all this is not possible for the life that I must lead, for only God can give to me just what's good for me. And darling, it is hard to say these simple words that I cannot be with you because forbidden is your love. End of peace. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard, y'all heard the fire, the experience, without BS, the look into the souls of men and women, you heard it, as she told her story of identity, the articulate speaker, the motivator, the encourager, Miss Erica Quinn, and that. Ms. Erica Clinton, I really so appreciate you. Even though we talk periodically on Facebook, I really, really appreciate you. Thank you for coming and sitting on our platform, CSR. Now, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart and from the DSR family. We thank you again and again and again and again. One love to you. Appreciate you. We'll definitely have you back again as we follow your progress into the literary arena. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Boston. And I just have to say this real quick. DJ, you were killing it with the music tonight. I just got to put that out, y'all. If y'all didn't catch the feel of the music with what was being going on, I don't know where you were tonight. But I just got to give props to the DJ because he was killing it tonight. DJ Kane? Yes, thank you, Miss Quinn, and thank you for being a DSR feature. Thank you all, all right. so much for having me. All right.
ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you calling in and gracing the mic and welcoming Miss Quinn to the mic and to our show. And with that being said, it's that time to close the show. And we'll see you again Saturday after next. So just be prepared. Be ready. Because you never know what Mr. Foster might bring to the follow-on show. To each and every one of you from the DSR family, one love. Keep your head up. Stay strong. Do something good for somebody else so that universe will respond in kind. But that being said, good night to each and every one of you. Thank you.